Hey guys, welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. I'm Judah Thomas, the lead pastor, and we thank you for joining us today as we discover what God's Word has to say to us. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd encourage you to leave a rating, review, share it with your friends or family, and we hope you enjoy today's message. But we've been in this series called Hello, My Name Is. Hello, My Name Is. You know, it, it's like those name tags that we get. You go to a, a business meeting or some kind, sometimes parties or different things like that, and you get these name tags. It says, Hello, My Name Is. And you put it, you know, you write your name on it, and, uh, and you go on with things, and it helps you to get to know people. Well, in our lives, we put name tags on ourselves. And they're not... They're not our name, but it's these attributes or what we think we are. You know, people put, well, like, hello, my name is unqualified, or hello, my name is uneducated, or hello, my name is, is loser, or hello, my name is, and fill in the blank. We put all kinds of things in there. But in Scripture, we see how God often goes around and starts changing people's names, changes their names from, from loser to love, from, from worthless to worthy. So we're looking at different things of, of how God sees us. So today, the title is Hello, My Name is Overcomer. Hello, My Name is Overcomer. Now, these past two months for me have been, uh, have been crazy. Um, you know, and, and we went from literally exactly two months' time from closing on the building to last week having our first meeting here. And uh, it was just a crazy time. A lot of stuff had to happen. And when I looked back and I realized it was only two months, I was kind of blown away because it, it sure felt like a lot longer than that. And it was just going and going and going. And, uh, and honestly, like this past week, and we had a great weekend service last week, and then after... I just started to feel overwhelmed for some reason. I don't know. It was like kind of you hit a wall and like don't know what to do. And, and I started feeling this. And, uh, and I talked to a couple good friends of mine and asked them to pray for me. And, um, and then I get ready to study for this weekend. And it's about being an overcomer. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, God, are you just trying to like mess with me here? Like, what's going on? I don't feel like an overcomer at the moment. And... Um, and so, you know, some people prayed and talked to me, and, you know, I kind of got my uh, head back in the game. But maybe you've been through or are going through a similar situation in your life, or maybe it's even, maybe it's even far worse than that, where, where you feel like you're not really overcoming. Maybe, maybe you're not overcoming because, because your schedule is so jam-packed that you just feel like there's no wiggle room. Or, or maybe there's an obstacle that you're facing in your life. There's, there's something that you just can't seem to get past. Or, or maybe, it's a, maybe it's an issue with your own health. Or maybe weight. You're like, you know, I just need to get past this. I just wish I could move forward. Maybe it's depression, battling thoughts, anxiety, stresses. Maybe it's, maybe it's should I forgive this person that harmed me? And whatever you face, no matter how big it is, if you're a Christian, then this is, this is our statement. It's that with Christ, write this down, with Christ I am an overcomer. I want you guys to say that together with me, okay? Ready on the count of three. One, two, three. With Christ I am an overcomer. I'm not convinced. 
I'm not convinced. Come on, guys. Let's try this again. Ready? Here we go. With Christ, I am an overcomer. Now, you know what's interesting is this is present tense, isn't it? This isn't past tense. It's not future tense. It's not saying, with Christ, I was an overcomer, or with Christ, I will be an overcomer. It says, with Christ, I am currently an overcomer. So we're going to start out in Romans. Romans is a book that, uh, that the Apostle Paul wrote. And uh, we're going to start in verse, uh, chapter 8, starting in verse 31. I love this first sentence here. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God's on your team, who can be against you? I mean, if you know that God's got your back, what would you be willing to attempt? Man, like, hey, if God's for me, who could be against me? Who could ever be against me? It goes on in verse 32. It says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? These things that we worry about, these things that hold us back, these things that we struggle to overcome, God is for us, who could ever Against us. Then Paul begins to list these obstacles that we all face. These seven things that he wrote it a couple thousand years ago, but it still applies to us today. In verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who can make God stop loving us? Shall trouble I don't know if you, have you, you ever faced any trouble before? I don't know about you, but man, I've faced trouble. Some of you probably faced trouble before. It says, shall trouble or hardship. I don't know if you've ever had any hardship in life. Oh man, life is just hard. It's hard to make ends meet. It's hard life. It's hard circumstances. It says, shall trouble or hardship or persecution standing up for what you believe and people making fun of you because you won't do the things that they're doing? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness? Looks like you guys all came clothed today, so that's good. <laughs> no one showed up naked. But, but this isn't, you know, in, in this day and age, maybe it's not that so much, but it's, it's financial struggle. Right? Financial hardship. Because back then, what that meant if you were naked is because you didn't have any money to even afford anything. And maybe it's, it's financial hardships. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger? Maybe danger like, like a sickness. Something that you're facing in your life. Maybe there's a, a, you know, a, a diagnosis that, that you've got that wasn't favorable maybe you have to go for some tests and you're and you're afraid there's potential danger or the sword verse 36 as it's written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to the slaughter verse 37 though he answers the question he asked who shall separate us from the love of christ who shall separate us trouble hardship persecution famine nakedness any of this stuff so who shall separate us? He says, no, in all these things. What does that say? We are more than conquerors. I want you to underline that. Circle it. Put some arrows pointing to it. In all these things, we are what? More than conquerors 
through him that loved us. Not in our own power. It's not that you're so good that you're, you're a conqueror. It's not because you're so talented or strong or good. It's the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is alive in us. And that same spirit empowers us now to be a conqueror. But not just a conqueror. It's more than a conqueror. So what does this mean? I, you know, I broke down the, uh, the Greek words there in, in your notes. The first word is hooper. Hooper, uh, that's, that's the first part of this, this Greek word, which means more than or beyond. More than or beyond. And then the next section of the word is nikeo, which is to be victorious or conquer or overcome. To, to be victorious, to conquer or overcome. And when you put these two words together, you get this word hooper nikeo. It's only used one time in the Bible. Right here. And it's to gain an overwhelming victory. To gain an overwhelming victory where it's like it's not even a competition. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. That's what this word means, Hooper Nikaeo, to gain this overwhelming victory. To destroy the competition. Man, this is like, this is like when, when the women's huskies go to play basketball, right? I mean, like I was talking to a friend of mine, and, and he said, said, you know, when, when, when they go to, uh, if they find a girl that's a great basketball player, and they want to recruit her to come to UConn, they only have to say five words. Do you want to win, right? That's all I got to say. Do you want to win? And if the girl's like, yeah, I want to win, well, then come get involved with the Huskies because it's not even a competition sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's like these games are, are, are pitiful because they're just so, so far out there. It's an overwhelming victory. Not just any victory. It's destroying the competition. Now, many years ago, when I was like, I don't know, six years old, I was out fishing with my dad, and we were fishing down south, South Carolina, and, uh, and we're just out there, we're going through this little, uh, little stream in this boat, and as we're going along, something's swimming in the water, and, uh, and so what does any good redneck do when you see something swimming in the water, and you have a BB gun in your hand, you start shooting at it. So my dad starts shooting at it, and the thing starts swimming towards us. We thought it was a little muskrat or something. Well, it turns out it wasn't a muskrat. It was a snake. So this thing starts coming at us, and, and it starts, like, trying to get into the boat. And, and my dad's, like, hitting the thing out of the boat with a baseball bat. My uncle's on the motor. He's trying to, like, move the boat out of the way and backing up and going forward. And my dad's trying to shoot it with his little BB gun. And this thing keeps coming at us, and it's attacking us, and my dad's hitting it. And finally, everything worked out, and my dad shot it at the right time. And the thing thrashed around and disappeared. And we went home, and we told everybody. And, uh, and we were like, this thing was big. It must have been 10 foot long. It was huge. Everybody's like, yeah, right. You know how? Like, no way. No way did you kill a snake that big here. And, and going on and on and on. And, and uh, so we keep saying, honestly. So one guy is like, I'm going to see if you guys are telling the truth. So he's like, where did you go? So he went back there. He comes back and he says, guess what, guys? I saw your snake. It's, it's dead and it's there in the water. We're like, what? So we get in the boat. We go back out there. We get the thing. We drag it on shore. And, and I took this picture. We got that picture. Okay, there, see that snake? That's a snake. That's not a log. 
Okay, you guys see that right there? That's me. Now, now in this picture, the interesting thing is, I'm more than a conqueror right here. I got nothing to be afraid of right here. I'm there. I, I'm not worried this thing is going to come at me. I'm not worried it's going to attack me. That's an anaconda, by the way. They eat about a 60-pound pig every month, and I'm about the size of a 60-pound pig. And, but I'm not afraid of it. Why? Because somebody else fought the battle and already took care of what was attacking us. And now I can stand there confidently. And I, I, in this picture, I'm not as confident as I was in another picture. I couldn't find the other picture where I'm standing next to it a little bit more confident because I wasn't exactly sure that it was still dead. But, but right here, it's like this is what it's talking about. Scripture saying you're more than a conqueror. Somebody's already fought the battle for you and defeated the enemy, and you can stand there boldly. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to have trouble in your life. I'm not saying that you're not going to have difficulty. Because, write this down, to, to be an overcomer, you have to have something to overcome. Don't you? You can't say, oh, I'm an overcomer, but I've just had an easy life. I, you know, everything just always goes well for me because, because I'm an overcomer. No, to be an overcomer, to be more than a conqueror, there's got to be something to conquer. Overcoming implies a certain hardship. In John 16.33, listen to what, what John writes here. He says, here on earth, or what Jesus says actually, he says, here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows. Doesn't that make you feel good? <laughs> Man, we're going to have many trials and sorrows. You're going to have tough times. You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. You're going to have difficulties. It says, you are going to have many trials and sorrows, but take heart. Why? Why do we take heart? Because he says, I have overcome the world. I have killed the snake so you can stand there boldly next to it. I have overcome the world. I conquered it so that you can be more than a conqueror. When we think about great conquerors, what's, what's something that comes to mind? One of the greatest conquerors of all times Alexander the Great, right? Alexander the Great, one of the greatest conquerors, conquered so much land, conquered so many civilizations. But, but here is the interesting thing about Alexander the Great. He lived his life and he died around 32, 33 years of age, same age that Jesus was when, when he died on the cross. But here's like a little comparison. I was thinking about Alexander the Great versus Jesus. And one fought and killed but the other one loved and healed. One killed his enemies and the other one loved his enemies. One died trying to save himself and the other one died for all of mankind. Who was the real conqueror here? Yeah, Alexander the Great conquered all these countries, all these civilizations, but at the end of his life he was miserable. Whereas Jesus Christ, when he died, he died to save all mankind. You say, but I'm just ordinary. I'm just normal. I'm just an ordinary Christian. Well, write this down. There is no such thing as an ordinary Christian. You are not ordinary. Some of us are, are less ordinary than others, if we're honest about it. We are not ordinary. And it's okay. We're going to probably stick out from time to time because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. 
In Revelations 12, verse 11, listen to, what, listen to what, uh, what's written here, talking about overcoming the devil, overcoming the evil one. It says, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. So the first thing, the first way that we overcome is that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. He's like, what? Like, that, that's gross, you know. We talk about this, and this is the problem with church sometimes, is that we use church words like that. We say, well, I'm just overcoming by the blood of the Lamb, and everybody else in the world's like, what in the world are you talking about? Like, the blood of what lamb? And is this even legal, what you're talking about? And we're like, no, honestly, the blood has covered me. And you're like, okay, like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. What this is talking about is not a lamb that we're going to cut open and, and, you know, drink the blood or whatever. In Scripture, we see that Jesus was called the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This Lamb is talking about Jesus and that when His blood was shed on the cross to forgive our sins, that gave us access to God once and for all. He's given us a new life. Scripture teaches us that when we, when we get this new life, we leave our old life, our past behind, and we become a new creation, because we can overcome through Christ Jesus. Scripture tells us that whoever the Son, whoever Jesus sets free is free indeed. And so many people are walking around living in bondage, living like they're not free, but their freedom is available to them. It's like imagine, you know, being locked up in jail. It's like like, like this. I heard that one... You know, Houdini was a, was a great escape artist, a great magician. I respect him a lot. He did a lot of great things for the art. But there was only a few times where he got kind of trapped, where he couldn't get out. And one time in particular, they would lock him up in prisons, and, and he would like, you know, he would figure out, he would get out of his handcuffs, get out of the prison cell, get out of everything. They, they challenged him to come, and they were going to lock him up in a prison. They would put him in the prison cell, and he was there all day. And he's getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. Can't get out, can't get out. Cannot figure out why he can't get out. He tries to do everything he does. Tries the door. It's locked. It's locked. He can't figure out what he's doing wrong. And at the end of the day, the guard comes up and Houdini's like, fine, I give up. It's beat me. And the guard grabs the door, opens it up, and lets him out. He says it was never locked to begin with. I mean, it never locked to begin with. Here he is trying to do all this stuff to pick the lock. Never just pushed on the thing and said, is it even open? Sometimes that's how we're living our lives. We're living our lives in bondage, not realizing the door's not even locked. The door's not even locked. You are an overcomer, more than an overcomer. Someone has already set you free. But are we living that? So we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And then the next thing is that we overcome by the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony. This is what has God done. What's a testimony? It's just a story. A story of what God has done in your life. What has God done? We look at the story in the Old Testament of David and Goliath. And, and here was David, a young boy, and he was, he was out there and he was watching the sheep. And, and a bear would come and he would kill the bear with the sling. And a, and a lion would come and he'd kill the lion with the sling. And all this stuff was, was going on. And he was fighting these things. And then here comes the, 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 the giant that he's facing in his life. And he's like, I, the word of my testimony says that I've killed a lion, I've killed a bear, and I can go after this. And they're like, 
Oh, I don't know. He's so big. And David's like, yeah, he's too big to miss. I got him. I got this. And he goes out there and he defeats the giant. See, this is not saying you will overcome someday. Saying you are currently more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, our Lord. There, there may be a giant that you're facing in your life that you feel like, I need to beat this giant. It's so big. Well, maybe the reality is it's too big to miss. The, the reality is, is God's maybe already fought the battle for you. You just need to realize that you're more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus. We need to know who we are. You need to know who you are in Christ Jesus. If you've put your faith and trust in Him, you are more than a conqueror. So what do we need to do? Write this down. We need to have an attitude of faith. You know, there's people that, that go around and, and they're, they're, they're faithless, wishy-washy. Man, we, you ever know somebody like this? They lose the battle before it even starts. Like, man, I just got this hard thing. I'm never going to overcome it. I can't do this. I don't know. I'm just not going to. You already lost the battle before you even started it. Just a, a victim. Well, my marriage stinks and my life stinks and my grade stinks and my parents stink and my kids stink and my job stinks and everything stinks and I'm never going to meet the right guy and I'm never going to meet the right girl and I just don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just never going to overcome this addiction. I'm never going to get past this stronghold. I'm never going to be able to forgive that person that did that thing to me. But a conqueror faces trouble with faith. With faith. See, faith-filled attitudes, they lead to what? They lead to faith-filled actions. When you have an attitude that's full of faith, your actions will be full of faith as well. But if you go around already defeated, then you've lost the battle before it's even started. A lot of times people, they have a lot of faith before something bad happens. And then once something bad happens, now it's like, oh, I, I don't have much faith anymore. Why did God let this happen to me? How could God have abandoned me? And we say all these things. We had faith when everything was going good, but not when something goes wrong. But see, through Christ, you are a victor and not a victim. Did you know that? Through Jesus Christ, you are victorious. You don't have to be a victim anymore. You don't have to go around with your head hung low. Feeling like, oh, the world is trying to get me because you're victorious through Christ. We can come out of fiery trials and not even smell like smoke. And in and, and the first part of the Bible, we, we read about three boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were thrown into this fiery furnace. It was heated up seven times hotter to kill them, and, and it didn't kill them. In fact, when the king looked in, he said there was four people in there, and one of them looked like the Son of God. And, and when they came out of that, they didn't even smell like smoke. See, that's more than a conqueror. You go through the hard things in life, and you come out and don't even smell like smoke. 1 John chapter 5, uh, verse 4. It says, For every child of God defeats this evil world. Who defeats this evil world? Who? Every? No, no, not me. No, let's read this again. Let's, let's make this more accurate. For some children of God defeat this evil world, right? No, I mean, it says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through how? Through our faith. See, it's like that picture I showed you of me with a snake. 
I didn't defeat that snake. My dad defeated the snake. But I was able to stand there in victory over it. I was made more than a conqueror. It says, for every child of God defeats this evil world. Why? Because you defeated the world? No, because Christ Jesus defeated the world. It says, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Who can win it? It says, only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And you're like, well, it's easy for you to say, you're a pastor. Yeah, you know, you're right. See, the day that I became a pastor, it's amazing. Bad things just stopped happening to me. Like, like, like I don't know how, like I became a pastor and my kids, they listen to me. They obey everything I say. They like practically worship the ground I walk on. My wife and I never have fights. We, I never say anything that I shouldn't say. I never do anything stupid. Yeah, it's great being a pastor. No, come on! Like, are you kidding? And people say stuff. Like, I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic, but people say, well, you just don't face it. I'm like, I don't face it. Like, you don't understand. Like, I probably face it even harder. The devil wants to take me out bad. Oh, yeah, no troubles. I mean, even starting the church. I went out, and, and you know, they, they, there's this organization. They do all this, these assessments. And they do all this stuff. And they just say, no, we don't think you're ready to start a church. I'm like, okay, (laughs) well, I've kind of already committed to doing this, and I feel like God's already telling me what to do. What do I do? Do I listen to to what God said, or do I listen to what this organization said with all of their magic numbers and tests? Like, well, I'm just going to go with what God said, and if nobody shows up, that's fine. I'm just going to go forward with that. See, we all have struggles and things to overcome. But see, it's... Here's the thing that we need to realize, though. We're not fighting this with normal weapons. Scripture says that we fight these things with spiritual weapons. We fight with spiritual weapons. In 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, it says, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. How do humans wage war? With guns and knives and, and missiles and bombs and swords. We don't wage war as humans do. It says We use God's mighty weapons. These aren't worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We use these weapons from God. The armor of God. Armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel peace, the belt of truth. And you know, if you study these things, and maybe we will at some point, but if you look at all the pieces of armor, you know what they're all made of? God's Word, getting God's Word in our life and in our heart, memorizing it, meditating on it, studying on it. That's why I encourage people to read the Bible every day, even if it's just for five minutes. Because I dare you to follow Jesus. And I dare you to read your Bible and not overcome the strongholds that are in your life. Because when we live in faith, And when we study God's Word and move forward, our faith grows, and we can't help but to overcome. 1 John 4.4, last verse we'll read today. It says, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because, I love this, the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in this world. You know, people, they'll they'll talk to me about stuff, like, like spiritual stuff. I go, I was in this house and 
and it was haunted, or I was in this place and I felt like there was this presence or these ghosts or whatever, and they're like, are you scared of that? I'm like, why would I be scared of that? Why would I be scared of any of this stuff? It here it says in Scripture, it says, greater is He. The Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit that lives in this world. Why do I need to be afraid when I got the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead? Why do I need to be afraid of anything? But sometimes we forget who we are. We grab that little sticker and we put it on and say, I'm, hello, my name is Fearful. Hi, I'm afraid. Hi, I'm, I'm living in doubt instead of living in faith. See, through the power of Jesus Christ, you can overcome addiction because He's already paid the price. He's already defeated that. You can overcome addiction. You can overcome the weight problem. You can overcome loneliness and depression. You can overcome anxiety. You can overcome stress. You can overcome you know, betrayal or a dead-end job. You can overcome trouble at school. You can overcome mistakes that you've made in the past because Christ has made you more than a conqueror. Maybe, even today, maybe you're ready to quit, ready to throw in the towel and say, I just don't know if I can put one foot in front of the next. I've been overcommitted and overdrawn and overlooked and, and overloaded and overworked and overwhelmed for far too long. But when we feel like we're overwhelmed, Jesus says, no, but you are an overcomer. When we feel like we are condemned, God says, no, you are more than a conqueror. When, he, when we feel like we're a victim, He says, no, you're a victor. You're victorious through Christ. When we're weak, He says that we're strong. When we're lost, He says that you are found. When you're addicted, He says, you are are we living in that victorious life? Do we realize who we are? Do we realize that we're more than a conqueror? No longer defined by defeat. Because God gives us the strength to face our strongholds. He gives you the strength to face every stronghold that you'll come in contact with this week. With every difficulty, He's given you the strength. And in fact, He's already defeated it for you. Are you being overcome or are you an overcomer? Are you being conquered or are you a conqueror? We need the power of Jesus Christ. See, we need to know that that even before the problem comes, we can overcome it. It doesn't matter what the problem is that you face. God has already given you what you need to overcome it. And we can live in a confidence knowing that God, He'll never leave us or never forsake us. If God's for us, who can be against us? And if God's got my back, it doesn't matter what the world throws at me. The same spirit in you, he's greater than the spirit that lives in this world. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now. And we thank you that you have made us more than conquerors through Jesus Christ that we can be victorious. And Lord, I know some here have been feeling beaten down, oppressed, living in defeat, living in fear and anxiety and stress and loneliness and addiction, feeling like they'll never measure up, never good enough. And Lord, we confess to you now, we say to you, I am more than a conqueror. Jesus Christ. 
Maybe you've never put your faith in Christ before. Maybe you've never taken that step to put your faith and trust in Him. It's only a decision away. Scripture tells us that if we believe that Jesus has come back to life from the grave and that we we say with our mouth that He is Lord, that we're saved. And, And when we align ourselves with Him, He said, I've already beat those things you've been fighting for so long. Sometimes we're just trying to fight a dead snake. And we don't realize that Jesus has already won the battle for us. Now, I don't know what difficulty you might face, but I know that you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Let's pray together now and just confess these things to God. Would you join me in this prayer? Dear God, I put my faith in you. I trust you as my Lord. And I know you've already won the battle for me. So I can be more than a conqueror. So I can be victorious. So that I can overcome everything that comes my way. And I trust you. And I'm going to leave here full of faith. Not full of fear and doubt. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. And, uh, you know, next week we're going to be doing a, a... the next part of it, it it's going to be great. It's all about being an heir, being, being related to the king, and you don't want to miss that. So make sure you come. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.